0: Hi, I'm Jesse, your host of the Jesse Williams podcast. I'm an entrepreneur and business mentor bringing you fun and thought provoking conversations around money, wellness, business, life, and personal development. This is a space where humor meets depth and no topic is off limits. Let's fuck shit up. Hello, and welcome back to another solo episode of the podcast. I'm excited to be sitting down and having another chat with you today. And today's conversation is probably going to be a pretty brief, quick episode, but we're going to be talking about standards. So I would say I've come into awareness uh, more so around this conversation as over the last 12 months I've really really noticed my own standards raising and me really raising the ceiling for the expectation I have of myself of how I'm going to navigate certain situations and how I'm actually going to lead my life. So this applies to all areas across the board, this applies to my relationships and my friendships. It applies to my health and what I choose to eat and how I choose to look after my body. It applies to my business and money and clients and really just the decisions that I make moment to moment and how I want to show up in each and every moment. And over the last 12 months to 18 months, my standards really have been raising significantly where I look at how I choose to eat, train, The decisions I make in my business, the clients that I have, the conversations that I hold, the quality and the depth of my friendships and relationships. And the more I've raised the expectation that I put on myself, there is a part that there's a higher expectation of others to meet me there. And I've always trusted that they can and they do. And then there's been other relationships where the more I've raised my standards, I've had people in my life where they also have such high standards that I've had to rise to meet them as well. And that feels really good to me. And it's interesting because I'm gonna share something that um, actually came up in Shadow Play, which if you don't know what Shadow Play is, it's a offer that I do with my best friend who's also a coach, mentor, and entrepreneur. And we do this offer. Where sometimes we just ask each other questions. Like it's run differently every time. Sometimes we ask each other questions. Sometimes we allow people to ask anonymous questions and things like that. If anyone knows my best friend, who is also actually my business mentor as well, she has probably the highest standards of anyone I've ever met in my life. What she will put in her body and what she won't, like she will not waver. The standards she holds for her friendships and relationships, like next level and she won't waver. There's so many different areas how she wants to lead her business and what she feels is an integrity for her business and she won't waver. And I feel like there was a few questions coming up and a few people brought up the word like intimidation and things like that. And it was interesting. And someone asked a question along the lines of like, basically, do I ever, in, in other words, want like relief or find it hard to meet her at her standards all the time? And does it ever get like, you know, exhausting, always having to live up to that? And My response was along the lines of no, I view it as a privilege. Having someone in my life who has standards that high, is there a part of me that I feel that I have to do or be someone in particular in order to meet her at her standards? Yes, the answer is yes. And that's a privilege to me. And the reason I view that as a privilege is when you really think about it. I have someone in my life that holds such high standards for themselves that it literally influences how I show up in my day-to-day and it makes me want to show up better. It makes me bring more intentionality to my actions, to my decisions, to the foods that I eat, to how I make money, to the conversations that I'll have, to the relationships I'm okay with. It brings in a whole new level of intentionality for me, my life, my business and, and everything across the board. That feels like a privilege to me. And I and I laughed and I joked and I said, Oh wow, like I have someone in my life that makes me want to do and be better. Poor me. <laughs> and it's funny, but it's true. It's it's really it really baffles me how People look at people with incredibly high standards and they view it as intimidation, too far, too much pressure, and they want, they want to get out. Like they want to lean out, lean out of the relationship. They want to come up for air. They want relief from that. And I've never perceived it like that. I've always been drawn to people that really hold high standards for themselves because it literally feels within my DNA to strive for excellence. And also, I think a huge part is I've done so much fucking ego work that if I can't hold a standard or a behavior that I deem you know, as high as somebody else's, I don't make that mean something about me and I don't go into a pity party or a shame pit. So let's just use the example. If my partner makes a better food choice than me, which like often can be the case, I don't then go, Oh my God, my partner eats better than me. Like I'm shit. I'm the worst human. I make bad food choices. Like I don't go into a spiral. Like it just, wow, my partner made a great food choice. Like it's just very, very matter of fact. The same thing with like my best friend, if she does things with her her business or, you know, she makes a particular food choice or she navigates life in a way that her standards are higher than mine. I don't then shame myself for that or make that mean that there's something bad or wrong about me. It's just matter of fact, she has high standards, like end of story. And I feel like a lot of people can't stay in their power when they see other people in theirs so what this can look like is they see people eating a certain way or doing a particular thing in their business or having certain boundaries or making certain decisions in their relationships and if they're not eating like that having those boundaries or making those decisions they do one of two things they either make themselves wrong or they make the other person wrong they cannot hold duality, that both can be perfect at the same time. I don't do that. I very much have the ability to hold someone in their decisions unbiasedly and neutrally and also access discernment in that as well. I feel like people are always gifted the opportunity to have a moment of internal reflection and where they have an opportunity to alchemize something or really... Step into a higher version of themselves and they choose not to by creating projections and by creating stories. So, I'm going to use the food example again. And I did an episode a few episodes back around like my health and like how I, incre- I eat incredibly well now. Like, I'll have like lamb chops for breakfast and things like that. If I saw someone eating better than me, quote unquote, better than me. And I was making decisions around my health where I was still getting drive through McDonald's and I saw someone having lamb chops for breakfast. If something came up for me around that and I felt activated in my body, I would choose that as an opportunity to do internal reflection work. I would ask myself, why did something just come up there? And ultimately, it's gonna be for one of two reasons. Something came up and you got triggered because there's an a part of you That actually wants to rise and meet yourself because deep down you know you're capable of holding yourself to a higher standard. So the only reason you got triggered is because there's a part of you that you know isn't choosing to perform a better behavior or raise your standards and you're choosing to not evolve and instead play into other behaviors or decisions because it's easier and you know that like you deep down know that and you can disillusion yourself by like pulling your consciousness in and going oh you know but I do this because xyz and I don't need to do that and like that's for them and it's not for me and you can create as many stories as you want but you can't lie to your unconscious you can't outrun it. Your unconscious mind always knows your truth. You can pull together a a truth from your consciousness, but you will never outrun your unconscious mind. So as much as you want to create excuses and stories around why it's not for you, you get to look at the part of where that actually is and where deep down on an unconscious level or a soul level, you want to be raising the bar. You know you could be eating better. You know you could be making more money. You know you could have more depth within that friendship. You know you deserve more within a relationship. You get to look at the part of you that gets activated by someone holding themselves to a high standard in any area and where you actually want to be as well, but you're not. That's the first piece. So really, you get to come into discernment when you feel yourself being activated and feel where there's a part of you that actually wants to rise and meet yourself in that standard. The other part that sometimes is the reason why you can get triggered or activated or whatever the thing is, is really you're looking at where there's still wobbles and you're lacking conviction and self trust in something. So sometimes, let's use that same scenario of like the food example. If something came up and I was having my chicken nuggets while I was seeing someone else have like organic grass fed lamb chops and that made me uncomfortable. I could look at the part of me that I know deep down I could be making and want to be making better food choices for my body. That I want to be nourishing my body better and be making decisions where, you know, I'm I'm honoring, optimizing my health and whether that's my skin or my gut or my brain or like aesthetics, like whatever it's going to be. Like there's a part of me that knows I want to be doing better or... There's a part of me that I fully trust and somewhat consciously trust in my journey with my relationship with food and what health means to me. And health to me means food freedom, and that means eating the chicken fucking nuggets, right? Yet a part of me, even though the most conscious version of me knows that that's the best optimal version of health, there's potentially still unconscious wounding around that where I'm not able to fully anchor into conviction and even know that I know that's what's right for me or what's best. If I see someone doing the opposite, I make myself wrong. So this is where you get to meet yourself at how soon Do you make yourself wrong as soon as you see someone doing something different to you? So this is your opportunity. If this is a certain situation, your work here is around deepening your conviction and your self-trust in your decisions and your own journey. And it's really deepening your relationship with discernment and making decisions that actually feel good for you and serve you best. And again, like I really recommend even going back and listening to my episode from a few episodes ago around the health conversation. But in that episode, I use the example of how there was a time in my health journey where what actually was the best thing for me was having completely food freedom, like complete unrestriction when it comes to what foods I can and can't eat. And I needed food freedom and food freedom to me meant eating anything I wanted, when I wanted, if I wanted the ice cream, if I wanted the chocolate, having it. And I still to this day believe that was the best way for me to live and eat at that time to really deepen my relationship with food. Where I'm at now, I don't believe that's what's best for me personally in this current phase of my life. Both are right. I almost eat opposite to what I used to eat. I was also vegan for three and a half years. So I went from being like a vegan that would like, but that would also eat Oreos and and vegan ice cream and like all the things to now, like I eat a shit ton of meat and I eat really, really good. Like I eat gluten-free, majority refined sugar-free, like things like that. And that feels so perfect for this current phase of my evolution. Both were right. Neither was superior. They were just different levels of my life that required different actions and decisions for me and what was right at either time was very much dependent on my mindset, my external environment, my life's journey, how I internally felt about myself, my self-confidence, like all those things. So it's very easy to use health as an example, but I think we can go so much bigger than this conversation. This can come down to how we run our businesses, like we see people with a particular business model or You know, particular boundaries in their business. And we don't want those boundaries or we don't want that business model, but we make ourselves wrong for ours. So it's a really, really cool conversation where I feel like there is so much learning to be had by actually rather than just wanting to soothe ourselves in the moment, sticking with something. And I want to explain what I mean by that. When we come into contact with, you know, whether it's a piece of content or a conversation or whatever that actually activates and triggers us so quickly, we're looking to just soothe the emotion. So we don't have to feel that anymore. So whether we're feeling jealous, angry, triggered, reactive, shame, we feel the emotion and we want to get rid of the emotion. And every single person will have different reactivity responses and different ways in which they soothe themselves and feel better. For some people... The way they feel better will be to go to a friend who's then going to validate and soothe them and really, really pump up their ego and then they feel great. For other people, they're going to write a passive aggressive piece of content so that they get all of their feeling off their chest. For other people, they're potentially going to distract themselves and numb out. For other people, they're going to quickly change their business model or the way they eat so now they get to feel like what they're doing is right so they feel good. Like there's so many different things that are going to come up. But what happens is people soothe their emotions Emotions. so now they've you know let out their passive aggression so they don't feel frustrated anymore they've got it off their chest or they changed the way they eat so now they feel like what they're doing is right or like they've had the conversation whatever they've soothed their emotions so now they feel good and they can just get on with their life until the next thing pops up again that causes a reactivity response in them and causes them to go back into shame, jealousy, frustration, anger, whatever it is. And the cycle continues. And the cycle will continue over and over and over until you actually look at the undercurrent and choose to alchemize that. But every time you soothe your emotions, you don't transcend anything. You don't alchemize anything. You simply just soothe your emotions so you don't feel reactive anymore but you didn't actually look at what caused you to get reactive in the first place. So this is a really, really incredible opportunity where we actually get to use things like our triggers... right our triggers but but truly like I know it's a little bit like cliche and we hear it all the time like your triggers and mirrors and things like that but I truly believe there's gift here like you can literally coach and mentor yourself for free you can learn things about yourself for free you can use being activated by someone's content as an opportunity to actually alchemize and transcend something and call yourself forward and that's incredible like what an incredible tool so The next time you find yourself potentially being activated by someone's content and standards that they're holding, if you're triggered by how healthy your partner eats or that they're making a better food choice than you are, or if you're activated by, you know, a friend because they're raising their boundaries within the friendship, or you're activated by a mentor for how they, you know, run their business or their business model, like whatever it is, if you find yourself in life, when on social media, whatever, you're being triggered and activated by things, rather than just soothing the emotion, choose to actually look at it, choose to actually go into a state of reflection. And that's where you can ask yourself, what do I feel about this? And why did this trigger me in the first place? Like, what was it there that actually activated me? And you get to play into the part where you really get to lean in. And this is where discernment is so important. Is this because I unconsciously am afraid that I'm wrong. And even though I know this is right, this still feels like a wounded area. I'm still lacking self-trust that this is right for me. I'm still lacking conviction in my choice. And therefore your work to do in that moment is to deepen your self-trust, is to come more anchored in your power and conviction with your decisions and ensure that you don't feel like what you're doing is right until someone thinks it's wrong. Making sure that in certain situations, if you think that what you're doing is great, do you still think that if someone disagrees? If you feel powerful, do you still feel powerful when you're in the room with someone else that you deem as more powerful than you? Right? Like, how quick are you to say, I'm confident until I back my decisions? Until I am confident, I am powerful, I am all of these things until. Like what is your until? What's happening until you actually get pulled out of your power, out of your confidence, out of your conviction? That is your work to do. Your work here is to strengthen your relationship to yourself and your own decisions and how you choose to lead. And this requires building your inner authority, right? Building your inner authority. This is the part of you that you make authority of decisions within yourself and you stay grounded in them and you stay anchored in them irregardless of what's happening externally irregardless of how other people are running their business, irregardless of how other people are eating, irregardless of how other people are navigating relationships, irregardless of how other people choose to spend and invest their money. Like your inner authority is the part of you that makes a decision and is so fucking convicted in that that you trust your decision is right for you irregardless of what is happening in your external environment. You choose to stay grounded and planted and you keep taking one step forward, putting one foot in front of the other, irregardless of whether people are coming or not, irregardless of if people are on a different life path. So your inner authority is the part of you that says, internally, this is my decision. And no matter what happens externally, I'm going to stay grounded in that. The other part, the flip side, again, coming back to, is where you get to look at a part of you that's actually wanting to be called forward into raising your standard or evolving the way that you eat, train, make money, navigate relationships and so forth. So you may feel into the part, oh, why did this activate me? This activated me because there's a part of me that knows and actually deep down desires to make better food choices. You may be like, there's a part of me that knows I've actually evolved and what my relationship with food now looks like is different. I no longer actually believe that what's best for me is having food freedom And you may contradict yourself and this is why it's so hard is so many people have such an unhealthy relationship to contradiction where they feel so much guilt and shame if they contradict themselves because God forbid they changed. God forbid they evolved and what they now believe contradicts what they used to believe. And so, so many people will do anything they can to avoid contradiction and therefore in the process of avoiding contradiction, they avoid their own growth and evolution. Because let me tell you throughout your lifetime of the next decades and decades you have ahead of you, you are not going to think the same for that in the entirety of your life. And I can guarantee you, you will contradict yourself multiple times throughout your life and you'll potentially go back and forth. And, you know, I remember when I was like 16, 17 years old, I was paleo. Like I ate gluten-free, dairy-free, like I didn't eat grains. I would do all this healthy baking. Like my mom used to just be like, what are you doing? And I would make like healthy recipes. And I think when I was like 16 or 17, I launched my first healthy recipe ebook and things like that. And then my relationship to food change again. And then I was like, you know, tracking macros and that's what felt best. And then I was like, intuitive eating and like but like eating whatever I wanted the ice cream the cake the chocolate like whatever and like now I'm coming back and I eat pretty paleo again I wouldn't title it that I still eat grains and things um and I don't put labels on it I just eat what I think is healthy. Like I don't eat vegan. I don't eat paleo. I don't eat keto. I just eat, what do I feel is going to optimize my brain in this moment? Like that's typically how I eat and what feels good and and nourishes me and things like that. So this is where it's really allowing yourself to trust. And for me, when I get activated in something, I always check if there's a part that I'm wanting to raise my standards. If there's a part where I'm actually wanting to evolve past a mindset or a behavior or a pattern that I used to do in the past and not see where what was once right is no longer what's best for me or what was once best suited or the most aligned for me no longer is and this is where you can really allow yourself if you can start clocking this watch how quick you're going to quantum leap because so many people spend so long resisting their evolution because instead they want to stay stuck in their ego and they want to be in defensiveness and blame and projection and and create all the stories rather than just being like fuck this is really uncomfortable but I actually don't want to do that anymore. I actually don't want to eat like that anymore. Actually, that boundary doesn't serve me. I don't want to run my business like that. I want to pivot my niche. Like people spend so long resisting and resisting and being in defensiveness and trying to prove that what they're doing is right. When like, who are you fucking proving it to? like no one else cares. Like no one else actually gives a fuck how you eat, how you choose to make your money, what you choose to do. And like at every level, there's always going to be people that are perfect for you. If you're a entrepreneur, there's always going to be clients that are drawn to the way you do business and how you navigate life. For every person that eats gluten-free, there's someone that's not hiring them because they want to hire a mentor that will eat a fucking Twix every day. And like, like, loves candy. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's always going to be the wrong and right client, the wrong and right partner, the wrong and right friendships, the wrong and right fucking everything for wherever you're at. So, you can't fuck this up. Like, you can't fuck this up. This journey isn't for anyone else. It's actually entirely for yourself. Like, don't change how you eat so XYZ thinks XYZ of you. Like, don't change how you do business so your mentor likes you more. Don't change. How you eat. So, you know, Susie on Instagram thinks you're like a higher level leader. Don't make decisions for people outside of yourself, make them for you. I look at how I eat, how I train, how I navigate relationships, and all those things. And the reason I do that is because I like who I am when I'm doing it. So I look at the part of me where I train regularly and I eat really well. I like that version of me. Right now, I like that version of me. I look at the boundaries that I have in my business. I like that version of me. I, I feel like a leader and my inner authority like respects how I do business feels very, very in integrity and congruent in my business. I look at the standards I hold in my friendships and relationships, and I like the version of me that has that level of standard. And a really, really great example, and I've shared this before, um, potentially on a very old podcast episode, but also in one of my containers recently. It's very basic, but a good example is punctuality. So being someone who's on time. I don't be on time like I partially do, but for argument's sake, I don't be on time. So the person that I'm meeting thinks that I'm a good person because I show up five minutes early. That's not why I do it. I'm on time because I like the version of me that respects other people's time. I like the version of me that doesn't rock up late, that doesn't make people wait for me. It's not how they perceive me. It's how I perceive myself. I feel good about me when I'm someone who respects people's time and you can see this where other people would potentially be on time so that the other person thinks they're xyz, thinks they're punctual, thinks they're a good person, thinks they're organized, like whatever. I don't do things so other people think things about me. I do them because I want to think good things about myself. I want to like who I am. So the decisions that I make for myself aren't for other people because I always trust there's going to be the right people at the right time, irregardless of my choices will always be, you know, they'll always be the perfect person for whoever I am and whatever I value and however I lead. But I do them for me. I do them for me because I really, really want to like who I am. So how I'm currently eating and training and doing business, like it really is for me to fucking like myself. And I don't need anyone else to understand it or anyone else to approve of it, but I need to like who I am. And it really, really baffles me how many people can make very, very powerful decisions for themselves and people can't just want the best for them and hold them in their power. Like they can't like just see someone in their power without making it a personal attack because they don't have the, not even the self-awareness, but the emotional intelligence to actually sit through and assess this. So I feel like this is a really cool conversation to bring forth because I feel like this is going to allow a lot of people to uh, get better at accessing discernment, get better at, you know, improving and expanding their emotional intelligence where rather than you just going into your reactivity and your blame and your shame and your defensiveness and feeling triggered by people and projecting on them and all the other things, you're actually going to have the self-awareness, the tools and the emotional intelligence to actually sit with what you're feeling and look at it. You're actually going to be able to sit and ask yourself, is this some, is this an area where you're wobbling and you get the opportunity now to see that you weren't as convicted as you thought you were? You weren't as sure as you thought you were. And what do you need to do to be more sure? What do you need to do to improve your self trust? What do you need to do to ensure you don't wobble? Or is there a part of you that you're actually wanting to grow, change and evolve and you're actually wanting to rise and and meet that standard as well. And either way, you've got a beautiful opportunity where something as simple as a trigger and an activation that made you feel defensive or shame or whatever, you now have an opportunity to either strengthen your own self-trust or an opportunity to see a blind spot where you actually haven't evolved the way you eat, think, train, make money, etc. And now you can. So I hope you walk away from this episode with a more open mind and you can start just noticing things like this. And I think one, just like letting people have their process, like drinking freaking cocktails and, you know, eating Tim Tams be perfect for someone and also letting someone eat lamb chops for breakfast be perfect for them. Like if you see someone holding a high standard and if you see someone having beliefs around that standard, they are always speaking from what they believe is best at the right time. Can you let that be okay? Can you let their message, their values, their beliefs contradict yours without one of you having to be wrong because otherwise you're forever going to have to make the other person wrong or you're forever going to have to make yourself wrong and neither are going to feel great. So start allowing it to be that you can see someone have an opposing belief to you and they can be right. And your opposing belief can be right simultaneously. And it gets to be that there can be contradicting ideas. And this is what duality actually looks like. It's letting two truths exist at once. So I hope you guys got value from today's episode and I will be seeing you in the next one.